And so I told it that my name was Richard Nixon. And so what it would do is it would randomly, like when you would ask it something, yeah. say, Siri, blah, 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 can you blah, 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 blah. And then it would kind of load for a second go, yeah. I'm sorry, Richard Nixon, but I can't do that. <laughs> it would just do that once in a while. It wouldn't do it every time. Like it was kind of rare that it would answer with That's my name. so weird. <laughs> so when it did, it was awesome because I would forget like... Yeah, months yeah, and months the, and months would go by would be right, with, right. without ever hearing Richard Nixon. It'd call you Richard Nixon. <laughs> and then it would just randomly do it. Oh my God. Okay, Richard Nixon, I sent the message. just found out uh, according to strange new worlds mm-hmm. that we have aliens living among us now i know and um they starred in hit tv shows like taxi <laughs> and the unbreakable kimmy schmidt and oh fuck what's that name of that goddamn movie princess bride thank you yeah <laughs> shit that was driving me crazy she's so uh, awesome really, she is really stoked to have her on the on that show because Scotty had an off-screen like one line, mm-hmm. so I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess we go to Scotty next season." And then they announced, "No, it's Carol Kane." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, okay, <laughs> she's great." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I thought that they set Scotty up, right? And then they were just like, "Yeah, n- not yet." Wouldn't it just be so so rad to have Carol Kane on the show? Fuck <laughs> and everybody's yeah. like, "Yeah, dude, go for it." <laughs> okay, so she was um, Lantharian. Yeah, which is new. Like it wasn't on Memory Alpha or anything. Really? Like, yeah, it's they made the, it up. What if it's the guy? They that, made it up um, as if they didn't make up well, all the yeah. stuff. But you know what I mean. Yeah, they made it. It's new for Strange New Worlds. Okay. I guess it's a retconning, but like, eh. Well, I was thinking maybe it was the same guy as. There's a terrible TOS episode. It's third season. Um, Methuselah or something. Anyway, Kirk and Spock and McCoy meet Methuselah. Okay, like he's just lived that long. I don't. But remember he was this. born on Earth. Requiem for Methuselah. That's the episode. Okay. And um, I was wondering, like, what if it's the same species? Yeah, it could be. I mean, yeah, they could go back and mm-hmm. make anybody one of these people, yeah, whatever yeah. The, whatever the, this, mean, this new species is. It's a very convenient plot device. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, they were there. Oh, my sure. God. Jeffrey Coombs is one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like in universe, it's Jeffrey Coombs. <laughs> and he just... He, he he lives a long time and he yeah. has so many children across the galaxy right, and they- <laughs> that all these other people resemble Jeffrey Coombs. <laughs> we we have an explanation now. <laughs> Jeffrey Coombs was one of the 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 um, ancestors that had the yeah the flat. You know they were like they all wore white robes and were like we all we made all of you. You are our children. I'll see you on DS9. <laughs> Where I put on this exact same makeup, but play a different alien. Yeah, play a bad guy instead of a good guy. Yeah, pretty rad-ass bad guy, too. How come nobody ever talks about how good of a bad guy changeling leader lady was? Um, I think because she... I don't think she just got enough credit for, for the part she played. I don't I think really she did don't. either. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that she did. I think she deserves more credit. Yeah. I mean, uh, Kai Wynn, great <gasps> bad guy. Gul Dukat, yeah. great bad guy. Mm-hmm. 
but nobody ever talks about changeling yeah way yeah great bad guy just doing my job (laughs) nobody ever goes like oh you know what changeling leader i guess because she has no name it's more like she represents all the changelings i guess yeah 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 but she was so callous and so cruel they're dead you're dead Cardassian is dead your people were doomed the moment they attacked us I believe that answers your question it was a pleasure meeting you feeding time feeding time it's always feeding time he's got is that a what is that actually like a this looks like part of a coffee maker or something yeah. anyway well, it looks like a no it's a uh, like a sugar shaker or a salt shaker no, I mean like the gadget he just pulled an actual Tribble out of. Oh, so yeah, it does look like a water filter or something. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. It's a water filter. Yeah. They modified a water filter for that. I love that. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is the actual first appearance of a Tribble in uh, in canon, in chronological yeah, order. Yeah, in chronological order, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there was a TAS episode that showed the Tribble homeworld and the natural <laughs> predator um, which was like the super ugly weird thing. Ew. I love that he says pretty much the same thing that Bones does. Pretty yeah. much all they're capable of is eating, eating and breathing. And do they poop? You never see any triple poop. No, I think here's here's my headcanon about the tribbles. Yeah, yeah. They don't have any triple poop because absolutely everything, like all expenditure, uh, yeah. just goes just into goes the reproductive, mm-hmm. you know, their, their reproductive system. So we, there's no waste whatsoever. Yeah. That makes sense. It's made of our shit, you know. Anyway, so Sato gives him a pad, and it was an urgent transmission from the Genobulan Science Academy. And once she leaves, like, there's a very much a kind of moment and you get a good close-up of his costume here it's a really neat fabric pattern little teeny tiny circles like kind of like washers or Mm -hmm. donuts or whatever uh that are gray on blue Mm -hmm. and he has that collar that's sort of like it's a nehru it's not exactly a nehru collar but it's close okay it's like a modified nehru collar and then somebody modified a song into (sighs) um Audio torture. And it goes like this. Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Buy up your pad and pencil. I give you a piece of my mind. In my opinion, the sun is gonna surely shine. Flox, Ahab, Florida Man, Reed. Reed doesn't get a nickname. Fuck him. Um, And Milktoast uh, discuss this, like, request from the Denobulan Science Academy, which is basically that they go get these guys who are in this cave system, these geologists. Um, And it's the planet is called Xantorus. Really? I just, I was like, what? It's, the planet's called Alien Place, Captain. Yeah, exactly. Like. It's Xanadu. Might as well be. You know? <laughs> like, for real. Come on, guys. It's planet Zorgon. There's so many more interesting things they could do, but Xantorus. Okay, whatever. Um, Xantorus so, sounds like a dinosaur. It sounds like a Spanish dish. Xantaurus? Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. 
Like, we got the brisket, we got the Zantoras, we got the, you know, the mojitos, you know. Is it Taurus? T-O-R-A-S. According to Memory Alpha. I don't know if I can know about that. Okay, I was thinking like an A-U. Oh, right. Kind of like Taurus, like a Ford Taurus. The planet has gone fascist. And there, anybody that is not a native has to get the fuck off ASAP. And the cave system, they've got this, they put this map up a couple times and it is crazy. I didn't notice it the, uh, the first time, but mm. looking at this now, it is insane. It's totally insane. Some kind of extraordinary environmental disaster. Wacky ass water eroding shit down there. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. On Xanadu Taurus <laughs> McGee place. Well, it's usually, what usually happens is that there's limestone and something like granite or, or a harder um, mineral. And then water, when water goes in, it washes away the lamb, the limestone. There's a bunch of different ways a cave can form, but most of the time it's because water has washed away some part of it that's a, a weaker material. Awesome. It's sort of like the Grand Canyon. Yeah, except it, like uh, except under, underground, underneath the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's and since the water, you know, conforms to gravity, it goes down. Nah, I think God made it all in in a week. Yep. With with the help of his his angels yep. and um, the oh, power no, it of was dreams. All him. He didn't he didn't make the angels until later, did oh, he? Oh, that's right. The angels came yeah. along later. The scientists have been underground for six months, which Jesus. is crazy. But this uh, woman scientist has stayed underground for. She just came out of the out of where she was. It was a cave. Um, she stayed under there for five hundred days. Yikes! Yeah, so that's like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, it's like a year and a half. Yeah, but it was specifically an experiment about the mental and phys- physical effects of isolation. Holy shit! Yeah, isn't that crazy? And she comes out, and they're like, "All right, well," and she's like, "Well, that sucked. <laughs> Probably, I'm basically yes. Gollum now." <laughs> For real. And that doesn't help me. None of this helped me. (laughs) That was all awful. Now I'm crazy and hate everyone and everything. (laughs) So Ahab goes into some exposition about the planet, um, talking about uh, the whole fascist thing. And then since Mayweather has some caving experience, quote unquote, he's the leader of the mission. Was that the time he broke his leg or something? Yeah, is that what is that what we're referencing? Is that, well, that's his caving just, experience, right? Well, they're just I, they're generalizing. He's had some caving experience, okay, but the yeah. only other time we've seen him caving was on Risa, and he broke his fucking leg. <laughs> so let's see how this trip goes for right, you, Travis. Right, right. I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh huh. Wish me luck. So Flox is really sweet. He's really grateful that they're willing to do this and everything. And I think Scott Bakula seems to look confused when people thank him. It's very, very odd. I don't know why he does that. He's always like, you're welcome. And like squinting at them. We get our director credit for this. It is one Robert Duncan McNeil. The creator of Fairhaven, Captain Proton himself, Lieutenant Tom Harris. 
And I think he did a really good job. He's a good director. He's a very good we, director. We've talked about uh, the show he's on now as we're recording, uh, which is Resident Alien. He's a mm. showrunner and director on that show. Nice. And it's a really good show. Oh, yeah. So the boys, because it's Reed, Travis, and Florida Man. Florida, baby. They're going through a checklist, and uh, Florida Man's like, you have to, we have to take our poop out? Ugh. He's such a baby. Uh, no, I'd be like that, too. Really? Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not touching my poop. That's no, not happening. you're not going to touch your poop. You shit in the bag. Yeah, I'm not doing that either. Why? No. It's, that, no. It's, it's, that's better than just on the ground? Yes. Worse than on the ground. Yes, that's worse than on the ground. <laughs> In a cave. Because your hands are like all down there. You don't want your hands down there, Why down there. Why would my hands be down there? You just open the bag up and yeah, sit Yeah, you're opening it. It's a tiny bag. It's not like a giant trash bag thing that you like <laughs> sit in well, or something. <laughs> this is unacceptable, sir. Ahab comes in while they're doing their checklist and says that the xanadu authorities i can't remember how to say his name um they have said that they only have three days to find these guys and get the fuck out so uh ahab says look if you haven't found him in a, in 36 hours come back we'll get him out of there this next shot they are heading towards the planet and i get the idea that they wanted to make it look like okay these guys are going here but everyone else is getting the fuck out like yeah. so there's these other ships that are leaving mm-hmm. but they're all so close to each other yeah like the enterprise <laughs> is like oh excuse i mean not the enterprise the, the shuttle's like excuse yeah. me um sorry i gotta sorry get around you yeah because they'd all be going the same direction at the same time <laughs> they looks like they're all leaving from the same spot you'd right. think you would see small ones little, yeah. just and, and which would be not that difficult you have just kind of little dots leaving mm-hmm. in other directions but it's like no these guys are all right next to each other and our and shuttle, shuttle has, has to, to go through squeeze right in between them that was a close one too close maybe it's a tiny planet maybe this planet is like you yeah. know 20 feet wide and it's just super <laughs> dense it's like that planet on, on rick and morty or oh. every meal they hunted a species for to extinction oh my god it was i don't think so i watched small. that episode <laughs> Dodge the bullet, Morty. On the bridge, Hoshi hears a communication between one, some other ship that's leaving the planet and a Xanadu flight controller. They're having critical like reactor leak, but the Xanadu guys won't allow them to land. And of course, Ahab's like, I'll be a hero. Um, and, you know, goes to help them. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just summarizing here, you know, like, <laughs> fuck it. Set up and fall right off. <laughs> I wish to know more about humor. They dock. They've got I don't know. It's a decent shot. It's a cool. It's a it's, cool looking ship. For it's sure. pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. It's not Um, it's it's oriented differently. Yeah. It kind of has to yeah. turn on its side in order mm-hmm. to dock. Flox has a nurse that we've never seen before mm-hmm. and they're running around treating people. Stuff sucks. They're like, oh, no. But there's lots of cool alien makeup for sure. It looks really great. There's yeah. one uh, with like a whole yellow thing that he had going mm-hmm. on. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. But yeah, there's all these crewmen that we've never seen before. Yep. And we're wondering why we don't. Uh, <laughs> he's got nurses and shit. They bring in this one dude and Phlox just stops. Mm-hmm. Like he's walking around really doing business and then all of a sudden he just stops dead reading all stops sir i 
really would like to see a non-biped for once, though. Yeah. I, I mean, think, it can't be that fucking hard. Well, we're seeing more of them on newer Trek series sure. because they've got the bigger budgets with all yeah. the CG and the stuff that CG can do now. True. Like Discovery, I think you have more oh, yeah. weird-looking non-humanoid, whatever. But yeah. for the most part, you just you, you had to cast actors. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. it. I just, just one. The guy with the the species with the arm that comes out of their chest. I like those guys. <laughs> anyway. Great guys. Now we're on the planet and it doesn't look CG at all. At all. No. 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 Those look like people walking in a line uh-huh. into a cave that has this wild like roof type, type thing. I don't know. It's pretty, pretty rad. Yeah, it still kind of looks like it. they're trying to make it look like California, though. <laughs> yeah, right? Why not make everything purple and Yeah, shit? they could change the color of the sky if they wanted to. Yeah, because it was like a Because it's picture. a matte painting. Yeah. Get weird with it. Get weird with it. The funny thing is, though, I've seen this episode multiple times, and I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, the external shot yeah, where they're walking ex- in. Yeah, and it that. looks like shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. They got all this gear on. This looks like this was all put together by... I mean, to my eyes, someone who is not a spelunker right. looks accurate. I mean, they have a whole bunch of all these carabiner uh-huh. things and grips and Rope ropes. And all yeah. that shit. I'm sorry. Those flashlights are fucking stupid. <laughs> like, so the, that is dumb. They're they're mounted on their shoulders, but it comes on off the of backpack. their shoulders. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sort of like it's uh, about head level, but... They don't turn or anything, of course, but they're on some kind of swivel thing. Yeah. So to move the light around, they have to reach up with their left hand right. and move the thing around. Because they've never s- seen headlamps. Like, they had those in 2012 <laughs> or whatever the fuck this movie was made or this show was made. Uh, Yeah, 2001 One or two. But yeah. But yeah. Yeah, totally. Of course they, they did. Headlamps? Sure. Like, why make it look less stupid? Because yeah. you know that shit gets caught on everything. Right. And gets, I mean, they're in a cave, so they're going to like have to duck and like. Yeah, squeeze you know? through rocks and such and all that. So they're going to have a weird <laughs> antenna look. At, that is dumb as hell. <laughs> I did not even realize that when I watched this earlier. You're Man. absolutely right, though. That's so <laughs> impractical. I mean, and you know that thing is going to get either get caught on something or it's going to get cut. Yeah. Or it's going to get fucked up by something. You're going to bump into a rock thing and it's yeah. it's going to shatter that bulb. And exactly. then you're like, oh. And then now he's I'm, like, now oh, you're in the dark. No, sir. <laughs> no light's gone. My torch is out. Oh, God. God. What's that character called sorry, again? Sorry, Islington. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry, Islington. <laughs> we saw you guys like us. Sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, oh, that was the shame wizard. Shame wizard. Yeah. Okay. I did like the line from Florida Man where he was talking about the last cave he was in had handrails, a gift shop, and a snack bar. See, that's my kind of cave. They do a pretty good job with the lighting, but the thing about it is every time you see the cave walls, it's so obvious that it's a set. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really painful. And they do, they can't, of course, get that cave sound. Like, they can't right. get the echoing and the... 
you know, the hollowness and right. yeah, they can't do any Where it's of that. Super so. dead sounding until anything makes a sound. Right. But that sort of dead, almost noise gate like quiet, that oppressive mm-hmm. silence. Yeah. It's just not possible. If that wasn't the cave from Ala Moraine, <laughs> I would be shocked. Yeah. Oh, would, oh, they have a whole cave system. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, there has to be like the Trek caves. Mm hmm. On the Paramount lot, right? Yeah. There's got to be like oh yeah, a whole big thing full of Trek caves. Absolutely, right? There's gotta be. yeah, because it's just like panels, you know, it's just like styrofoam carved into shapes and then spray painted. Yeah, got to be like movable and you know and all that. I mean, it's uh, anyway. So they I have would try and find some on one of those auctions and just oh. turn one one wall somewhere in my house into Trek cave wall. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh. How, how expensive could that really be? Yeah, right? I mean, it would be expensive to ship, but other than, other that, than that, the thing itself, I mean, it's pretty light, right? Yeah. It's just a board with styrofoam on it. Heck yeah. God, yeah, okay, I want one. <laughs> Somebody give me one. <laughs> or point us to the, to the Star Trek auction sites or whatever. And you know what? There's a lot of listeners who are not patrons. And you know, you don't have to become a patron. You can just get me one of them Trek walls instead. <laughs> patreon.com slash star trek stuff yep <laughs> money please so they came to a big cliff they have to rappel down into I, honestly this that scene is way too long because they bit, do the yeah. like chunk chunk rope you know like you know like yeah. getting ready and i get they were trying to build tension but it's dumb it just kind of makes me think of that scene in the fire caves at the end of ds9 which then makes me realize that that was a much better show. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And then I just think about that. Yeah. When they remind you of stuff like the Tribbles earlier and you're oh, like, yeah. oh, how sick was that when DS9 went back to the trouble with Tribbles and it like oh. worked. Holy shit. Can you imagine this show pulling off anything that Even well at all? Even remotely like that? No. So Archer comes in to get an update on the people that were injured basically the guy that freaked him out needs like serious care the others are going to be fine of course plot wise (laughs) the dude wakes up uh the guy sees flocks and freaks out he says he'd rather die than be treated by flocks holy shit (laughs) this son of a bitch this is tension (laughs) what is this new situation yeah it's it's well flocks he's nice we like Fox. Exactly. Why would this guy be like, oh no, this dickhead. Yeah. He shan't touch me. I do like how this guy has chapped lips. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. I can't imagine them letting him on camera with chapped lips. So it's got to be like some subtle way of them letting the audience know like this guy's not well. My God, Captain, his lips are chapped. <laughs> He's absolutely fucked. <laughs> just somebody get me a white sheet. I'll just might as well start putting it over him right now. Carmex stat. <laughs> um, yeah. Quick, I need fifty cc's of chapstick. <laughs> Nurse. He was worse than dead. This guy that is playing the dude who is completely freaked out by Flox is Henry Stram, mm-hmm. and as far as I can tell. This was the only Trek appearance that he had. But he's been on a whole bunch of other shows. He's been on like every show. Um, Law and Orders, uh, 
Cold Souls, Boardwalk Empire, which was a nice. great show. The, the Americans. Americans. Yeah, God, I, that's such a good show. I've never heard anyone say, oh, don't bother with the Americans. Everyone, no. everyone that's seen it has said, like, you have to see the Americans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do want to see it. It's fucking great. It's slow moving. I mean, it's slow paced, but like it sucks you in so fast. Cool. All yeah. Right. But the camera zooms in on Flocks and his sad, sad face. Yeah, he just looks completely bummed. He does. Like he got caught or something. Yeah, yeah, and he, you're like, he looks guilty. You're like, what happened? Yeah. What did Flux do? I've been told that I've already been charged, indicted, convicted, and sentenced. When we come back from the commercial break, which, uh, Gen Z, that's when stuff had to go to commercial <laughs> back in the day. Um, it was Before annoying. streaming. Yeah, it was pre-streaming or whatever. So when the screen sort of randomly goes black, that's that's <laughs> what's happening, in case your parents haven't told you. But anyway, so we get back from uh, being sold. Clorox and Clor- cigarettes. And- well, what was big when this was on? Uh, American flags. When we were... <laughs> When we're fresh back from our American flags on sale by the pallet load yeah. commercials, yeah. Uh, we come back to Flocks and Ahab, and they are hanging out in the corridor thingy, the hallway, and he's like, well, uh, well my, my species were assholes uh, 300 years ago, and it really sucked, and we were dicks, and uh, yeah, so that's why that guy uh, completely hates, hates my me. fucking guts. He hates my polyamorous puffy face. <laughs> You can't judge a whole race of people. They talked about how there's more than one code of ethics. You know, like the Hippocratic Oath is like you treat somebody, you do no harm, blah, blah, blah. And according to Denobulan medical ethics, if the patient doesn't want treatment, that's it. You don't treat them, period. Right, right. And uh, I think there's something like that in american medical ethics like you can't force someone to be treated if they don't want to be treated right unless you're ahab unless you're ahab nobody dies on my ship i will (laughs) stomp and fume about this furrow my brow (laughs) fuck man where's porthos god damn it i know i do love this bit where bacula's like I'm giving you an order. You're going to treat that guy. And he's like, uh, nope. No, I'm not. Don't have to do that. Sorry. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you spoiled brat motherfucker. <laughs> we are back in the caves and they are going down. Repel, repel, repelling, repel, repelling. Repel. Every time I see a TV show with a scene like this, mm-hmm. I think of 60s Batman. Yeah. It, For it good doesn't, reason. It doesn't look like 60s Batman. Oh, in no way. But that's... <laughs> definitely what it comes up if y'all haven't seen that the old 1960s batman show with adam west which was hysterical uh had a recurring bit where they would have to scale up a building and it was just obvious that they were standing on a set like the, the floor was made the to side look like the, the side right, right the yeah. side of the wall whatever like that and they're just creeping along like just sort of walking and badly acting that they are <laughs> pulling themselves up on a rope. There's no gravity going on at all. Yeah. They're clearly just walking. Like I imagine even at the time they had to go, oh, oh shit, man, they turned that thing sideways. Yeah. They just turned the camera sideways and just shot it. Well, it's the awesome. best part of those bits, though, was that you'd have celebrity guest stars. I had a strange feeling, Batman, as if 
as if visions of sugar plums were dancing in my head. They should be, boy wonder. It's almost Christmas. Ha, 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 ha. Welcome to Gotham City, Mr. Claus. Why, call me Santa Claus, Batman. Everybody else does say. You tell me where the Batcave is, and I'll, I'll leave a little present in your stocking. So they're rappelling downward, having a little bit of trouble. Florida man's like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm good, just testing the rope. <laughs> Travis, though, it, it, he's ahead of the other two. Looks like yeah. he, he knows what's up. He's, he definitely knows what's up, yeah. yeah. And he looks down because he knows what's down. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Okay, I'm sorry. They get to this little shelf thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, God, that is a stupid idea about those headlight things. Yeah. yeah. I get that they were trying to be, like, futuristic or whatever, but that's dumb. Like, who the fuck thought of that? I, honestly, I think it's a thing where... It, it's just practical for filming. Oh. Like if if you got a light in the middle of yeah, your forehead, I did not. And the camera's looking at that. you. That light is just like shining at the camera. Right. And it's not. It's gonna. It's gonna wash the image out. Okay, that makes perfect sense. And now I don't. I ha- I still hate it, and it's still yeah. stupid as it's, shit. It's still stupid, but, but you see why they I did it when it. they were making yeah, the show. That, yeah, that that totally makes sense. Um, so they find, uh, Reed and Florida man find a box of rocks. Reed makes some stupid joke about poop. That's a taco uh, box from, oh, uh, according to the notes, it's actually a pencil case. Oh, it's a pencil case. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What does the notes say? Hang on one second. The containers carrying the Denobulans rock samples were actually space maker pencil cases used by children for school. That's their pencil cases why did the space maker that? though yeah. that's why they picked that one space i get it <laughs> i knew what was up i mean if you were sent out to go find some little case thing or whatever and you're yeah. at walmart and you're just like i don't fucking know man and then you pick up two different pencil cases and one of them has whatever brand name the other one says space on it and you're like right. it's for it's obviously gotta be the show. space I'll one just, i'll you get know. this one yeah <laughs> Um, so Archer comes back and to Flox Bay to specifically talk to this guy, uh, Hudak. Hudak? 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 Hudak. Hudak? It's Modak. And do you know what Modak stands for? Mental organism design for killing. For killing whatever um he makes him aware of the situation and is hoping that he can talk him into it uh into receiving medical care from flocks because he's gonna die without it i don't know if we've said that or not but he's gonna die if he doesn't get this fucking treatment and ahab makes some good points you know but it doesn't really break through for this guy he doesn't handle this too badly. Mm-hmm. When he walked in, it looked like he had furrow stompy face. Oh, yeah. And for a second, I thought he was just going to yell at him like, mm-hmm. don't die on my ship, <laughs> you piece of shit. <gasps> Fuck you. <laughs> but it's interesting. So Hudak is like, they, you know, they they caused an actual genocide on us. Like, it's a very, like, Germans, Jews kind of analog analogy. And that. Yeah, analogy. it's analogous to 
the Germans and the Jews. Right, right. Um, in World War Two specifically, obviously there was a genocide, and this guy in and like there was you know experimentation, and I mean it's definitely very sad and rough. But Ahab does not cut through that that whole. This isn't the first time that they've done a situation like this with a doctor. Mm-hmm. Remember Voyager had that episode yes. where they were like, oh, we made a simulation of the sickest doctor ever right. from some planet or something. No, he was he was he was um, Cardassian. Oh, he was a Cardassian. That's what right. it was. Yeah. Yeah. And then they find out he was like Joseph Mengele or something yeah. pretty much. They're like, but he's a really good doctor. Yeah. He knows the Mangala thingy. was not. R- right. He, yeah, that's absolutely true. Which I learned recently. I yeah. was just, I didn't know that he was just making shit up. Oh, he was, it was absolute bullshit. Fortunately, there are solutions. For example, crystal meth has been shown to be very effective. Yeah, maybe like right-wing ideologies that uh, reject science are bad. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we should, could learn that lesson. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I can give you a pamphlet for a cult. Archer did not know about the genocides and everything. And obviously, Phlox did not say anything about that. Um, so he goes and looks up the information and goes back to Phlox and is like, uh, what the fuck? We have no law to fit your crime. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty bad. Well, he keeps saying we've done our best to put it behind us, which is not what oppressed people want to hear. <laughs> right, right. That's oh, good news. We are totally over treating you like garbage. Yeah, yeah. We're we're now sad about how terrible we were to you. Yeah. So uh, we good. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. And we get Stompy Archer. He's yeah, staring oh, yeah, at the he's... floor. He's pacing. He's pacing in a tiny, tiny space. Yeah. It's like two space, two steps. It, it is literally two steps. If you watch him in the scene, he takes two steps this way and, and then he turns, turns around, around and he goes two steps the other way. And that's it. He just stays right there. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. He's so like, you're a doctor. He's your patient. Figure it out, fucker. And he walks out. I don't want to talk about it. Get it done. Back in the cave, they find some, I don't know, crystals or some shit. Yeah. And they're in like, boxes. They're like, go that way. Yeah, let's go. Stay close to the wall, because this is where Dax couldn't make the jump. <laughs> and then we all fell, and we thought we were going to die. And then, like, Quark was, like, freaked out and crying and shit. <laughs> and then a guy with the lowest effort alien makeup ever was like, it's only a game. <laughs> and then he, like, leaves. <laughs> they all just leave like whoop, 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 whoop. never it, to be I mean, heard it's from an again. exciting sequence like it you know something gets fucked up and they fall and they fall and they keep falling yeah it's good action directing yeah. oh and you get that awesome thing that happens in every climbing thing but it rules anyway yeah. where somebody falls and then you see the rope and right. it was coiled and the right. coil is straightening out it's like <gasps> oh shit ah! yeah and they're, well, they're, I guess they're sliding. They're not really falling. Yeah, they're sliding but, down this thing. And then, then they fall off a cliff. Yeah, it looks like it hurts. Oh, yeah. Like, this is really well done. Definitely. And Travis is last in oh. his leg. And he, he, well, he's trying to stop them. He yeah. was trying, you know, and he jams his leg into a, like a hole and it just snaps the 
fuck out of his foot. Oh. It is it is painful to watch. Yeah, you, I dare you to not grimace when yeah. his when his foot hits this little hole in the wall Seriously. and his ankle, whatever. You're just like, oh, oh. Yeah, it's a really well done sequence. Yeah. And and considering that he broke his leg on rock climbing on Ryza, I I think motherfucker, no more of this for you. You can teach a class. <laughs> See, I try to let one warning be enough. You know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's just me. For me, it I mean, there's been many times when I've only had one warning and it was enough. Yeah. I got hit by a car on my bike. I got bike. hit by a car, too. I haven't been back on a bike. Yeah. I've uh, just been like, nah, I'm just <laughs> not going to ride a bike where there are cars. Because it makes sense to me. But uh, not Mayweather. No. I guess it's easier when your doctor can just like wave a blue light over your broken bone. Mm, that too. And then you go, yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, he's not the only one. O'Brien dislocated his shoulder once a week, yeah. kayaking or whatever, Ooh. <laughs> like on, on two different TV shows. Right. <laughs> and he just kept doing it. When I wanted to go kayaking, it's just like, <laughs> you broke it again, Moyles. Not my favorite part of the medical profession. My favorite part is attending executions. Reed and Florida Man are dangling. Oh. Poor Milk Toast. Thank God he's the one up there. Because if Reed or Milk... I, I don't yeah. think any of the other guys would have been able to help handle this. Yeah. The other guys are in shape, but Reed, but uh, Mayweather is muscle dude. Mm-hmm. Baby face muscle guy. Baby face muscle head. Baby face... Oh, shit, I might have a band head? name. <laughs> I didn't come up with one. So I'm thinking baby face mm-hmm. muscle head. That sounds good to me. All right. They have to swing on the rope so that they can get onto the cliff and climb back up. And the whole time, poor Milk Toast is like holding on to this rope. Yeah. With his leg jammed into oh. a hole. Oh, that is just, awful. Yeah. The rope slips. Yeah. They're like, oh. no. We're fixing and they to die. Catch him just in time, and it—I mean—that is an exciting scene. It honestly. is really good. You do get a, a good sense of where they are, uh-huh. even though it's all—it's all these individual shots. Yeah, like everyone's looking in the correct directions. I've, I've been noticing that more lately with shows where things aren't quite eye lines and yeah, stuff like I, that. yeah, yeah. eye lines. That's that's what it is. Yeah. It's eye lines and stuff like that. So it's it's really well done here. Yeah, but they get back up there. And they're with Travis, and he's just like, well, this again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, his leg's broken. He's fucked. Says, uh, Florida man says he tore a ligament, too. So that's pretty fucking bad. When they were um, hanging, though, you did see Travis just with his foot, like, Mm. just holding himself. It wasn't jammed into the rock like, like before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's fine. (laughs) I mean, I don't expect the poor actor to shove his foot into that and, you know. Yeah. I mean, that impact shot where he. Yeah, that was was enough. That was enough. Honestly. That told us the story. Yeah. We don't need to. It's it's fine if the acting isn't perfect. Yeah, it's all good. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not much of an actor. But they're going to have to go on ahead without him. Mm -hmm. You go on ahead without me. I'll only slow you down. <laughs> Which is also in every climbing thing and uh-huh. almost every action movie. Yep. Anyway, so they're going to yeah. have to leave him there. And then we are back in Phlox Bay. Phlox goes in and mo- does some like, you know, doctor shit uh, on Hudak. 
Hudak just pushes his buttons and like, fuck you, dude. What a dedicated healer you must be. And, you know, just he was pushing my buttons. He will not be fucked with. No. Well, and because Flox is Flox, you know, and to us, it's like, but, 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 but it's Flox. Yeah. But if you grow up being told that Flox is the devil, then Mm yeah. Yeah. So this guy is a xenomythologist. <laughs> oh, I might, I want to do that. I totally want to do that. That would be amazing. Study of alien mythology. That is yeah. really fun. Yeah. The whole episode to me is painful. I have not watched this episode very often because it is just one of those gut punches. Which makes it one of the better episodes. Yeah, absolutely. The, the irony being like one of the better episodes yeah. is like, yeah, 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 but I don't want to actually watch it. <laughs> right, you know, exactly. Know. Yeah. Because it's flocks, you totally sympathize with flocks, but you also sympathize with this guy because you know that genocides have happened and mm-hmm. it's fucked up. Yeah. The way they create the conversation, you can really sympathize with both. It's good. This episode has actually a, a lot of people on the writing credits. Uh, Berman and Braga, but that's more, uh, I don't think that's directly, uh, teleplay by Chris Black and John Sheban, Shaban, I forgot, I don't know, but anyway, we, we've seen stuff that they've done before, mm-hmm. uh, also the story was Daniel McCarthy, Wow. and Andre Bormanis was the story editor, and we know so that he worked on of, the show, yeah. uh, with other, uh, we've seen him, um, on do, other stuff, on, yeah, yeah, other episodes of the show yeah it was a real writer's room kind of yeah a lot of times that distills things it, it all kind of comes out committee mm-hmm. but i think this episode really did well yeah, yeah. me too i'm kind of surprised that there's that many people with their hands in the pie, in this pie. yeah and the real keg blood pie delicious flox gets real irritated with this dude and this dude's like ha 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 and when I'm sitting up, my makeup looks like shit. So <laughs> yeah. the last shot that we yeah. do where I'm like, ha they shot through like a <laughs> translucent. A, sc- <laughs> <laughs> a screen. Yeah. yeah. So we're in the mess hall with Phlox and T'Pol comes in and he's like, fuck off. And she's like, OK. And he's like, no, no, I'm sorry. Because he's Phlox. She asks about the patient, which forces him to talk about the whole situation he talks about how he taught his children not to be like that and it's really a touching story about his grandmother and and everything but the best part of this whole scene is the door is the camera work mm-hmm. it because, slowly comes down and mm-hmm. like just and sort of moves cir- around circles around in just a one shot yeah mm-hmm. like a one shot where they're just at this table and talking yeah and these are a lot of the show's best scenes when it's just the two of them oh absolutely they honestly have the best scenes in any episode that they have one in yeah you know and for once they're not talking about the humans usually when it's mm-hmm. the two of them and one of the things that we like about the scenes that they have together yeah is they're kind of complaining about the humans. Yeah, it's their outside perspective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to have them come in and just have this conversation Mm -hmm. without it being about humans at all, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but a situation that a lot of us could empathize with, sort of, like to think about. Um, Yeah, it's really good. Mm Mm-hmm. Who hasn't had a grandmother that said some <laughs> fucked up shit? You know, yeah. like my grandmother. Oh, and I and my mom were in a, a Italian bakery in my hometown, and you know my hometown was divided into like Italian section, German section, Irish section, that kind of thing. And we were in the Italian bakery, and she said, 
oh damn, I forgot the blank bread. A really shitty, really short word, isn't yeah. it? We just kind of, you know, crawled under the car and stayed there until she came back out. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Go. <sighs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I grew up in the South. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. I'm sure this, you've heard stuff like that. I remember my mom just like, she was like cutting carrots, I think it was. Mm-hmm. In the conversation we're having, she realizes that my prom date is black and she just like stops the oh. <laughs> the knife mid way through, just like freezes. <laughs> and then it's like, tries to have her own flocks moment like this right, year right. where it's like, that's okay. That is fine. You could just see her like <laughs> making that okay, but then she did say, "Don't let your grandfather know." Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because she might be able to handle it, but he won't. No. Nope. Yeah. I guarantee. Flux has this great thing where he's like, "Yeah, I was raised to uh, be a conservative," and I was like, "No, I'm gonna be like a chill liberal dad." Mm-hmm. And teach them not to hate and to be cool. And I think he says one of his sons is like, I don't know, like a big Charlie Kirk fan or something. Yes, exactly. Most of his children feel the same way as him. And one of his kids is a fucking genetic throwback. With a heartfelt, if arcane, sense of righteousness. These guys are going down into the cave of blue light <laughs> and... um. There's what there's moss and there fuck, I don't know whatever the shit that's in caves <laughs> exactly so um, they finally pick up life signs of the denobulans that they're trying to find which is very good the they're crawling through see that fuck this fuck caving no <laughs> yeah they're having to Bad. slide through this uh-uh. it does look legit though like this could have easily just been oh uh, just put up another one of the cave things and that is walk good along it and they keep walking is. along it and that's what yeah. i would have expected out of this right. show but yeah they do a really good job yeah. of like getting in close and they're having and to it crawl. looks like they're crawling yeah 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 it's good yeah robert duncan mcneil's fucking rules for the first time in my life i don't know what to say but they get down there, and then we see, uh, are these the first non-Phlox Denobulans? No, see? because we've met Phlox's wife. One oh, of his yeah, wives. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his wife, who like wanted to bone Florida man. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, who doesn't? Um, <laughs> these guys, though, I hate these guys. Me too. They do a very good job of being assholes, because <laughs> you're like... Because you know what they have been through. Mm-hmm. Like, if I if I didn't know what they had been through, maybe I'd feel differently. But I do know, and fuck these guys. What uh, what what Trip and Reed have been through? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They they show up. They're all kind of beat up and mm-hmm. um, sweaty, sweaty, and dirty, and, and, and all that. Yeah, they get in there, and these scientists are like, "No, we're good." What do you want? Fuck off. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. What? It's like, dude, why else would like two aliens crawl all this way down there yeah. and be like, oh my God, you're fucked. We got to get out of here. Like, how do you not go like, shit, all right, pack it up. <laughs> right. But no, these guys right. are like, no, we're not going anywhere. We're looking at rocks, asshole. Uh-huh. I kind of feel like it's a little overdone. I feel like maybe if they had not done the line about, oh, the government changes so much around here, we'll be fine. It will just stay down here. And I'm like, that seems very, what's the word I'm looking for? Unrealistic of someone? 
Yeah, to me, the part <laughs> that's so weird is how quickly the dude goes like, and I'm done with that conversation. And he just turns around yeah, from like two yeah. <laughs> gross aliens and just goes like, anyway, back to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so weird to me. Maybe it's maybe it's because you and I don't spend a lot of time with like heavy day, heavy duty scientists, though, because this might be very relatable to someone who lives with a scientist of this type. Why don't people understand my intention? I love Tucker in this bit of the episode because he just stops giving a shit about being nice. I am done with your shit. We're going <laughs> and that's it. There's been times where you can't really relate to Florida man's thing in the situation that he's in. This is not one of those times. This is not one of those times. "Mm -hmm. I totally relate. I'm with you. I'd be like, get your fucking shit. We are out of here. Let's go already. They're like, it's going to be like three weeks uh, till we have all our stuff packed up. (laughs) In this thing where he's going like, you know, fuck you. Uh, Travis got hurt on your Mm -hmm. account. Blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. We got to get out of here. Uh, he says that it has taken them two days. They've been in that cave for two days, Fuck. which I did not realize yeah. the first time I saw this. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, no, I can't. Fuck it. Fuck I hate all no, that caves. No. Your only light is that stupid thing on your nope, shoulder. Nope. Nope. That nope. absolutely would have gotten broken. Two days in that thing's that thing's broken. No, definitely. <laughs> That's yeah. that's the least believable part of this. Flox tries to talk to Hudak again and you know, tries to start the procedure and Hudak is like, fuck you. And he tries to engage him again. And he tells him about the nightmares uh, that he got because of his grandmother and how he wanted to teach his children differently, teaching them to judge for themselves. And he talks about this rift with his youngest son. And um, I love the way he puts it, how he'd been seduced by these people by the algorithm he yep. watched like one joe rogan video yep and then the next thing comes up and then the next <laughs> thing the next thing you know you're just watching charlie kirk and uh-huh. Stephen crowder videos yep oh no sam cedar what a whoa no. what a fucking nightmare he talks about his son and he challenges hudak to do the same and accept the treatment to set an example for his children um, and he, he does eventually, but this part I, is where I have to insert what Billingsley actually said about this. He said, um, while Phlox had kind of this Zen-like placidity, he got that they wanted more conflict. He said, I think coming up with an episode where Denobulans were once war criminals, there was still this credible anger that had not been resolved it seemed to me at least and maybe some of the fans too a little jarring and a little too difficult to jive what we knew about flocks a little bit had to been alluded to in the first season uh hearing in one episode he'd been in a medic in the denobulan infantry but there were aspects of that script that didn't quite work for me um nonetheless billingsley believed the episode enabled himself and guest star henry stram to find some good stuff John Billingsley also praised uh, Robert Duncan McNeil, saying he did a terrific job in that episode, keeping us all from getting overly mawkish. And I was like, what the fuck is mawkish? Mawkish? Um, Mawkish is M-A-W-K-I-S-H. Sentimental in a feeble or sickly way. One starry Christmas. 
on Hallmark Channel, the heart of TV. God, that might, might be my new favorite word. I know, right? That might be a band name. Mockish. Mockish. Ooh. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Mockish. <laughs> You'd have to do like anti-mockish. Yeah, it would something. be. It would not be a mawkish sounding yeah. band. Right. We're now jumping way far ahead. Okay. But <laughs> Sorry. Onward. Okay. Adventure. When you do end up watching this episode, when you get to this scene, I am glad I watched this episode. Among the better ones that we've seen out of mm-hmm. this series at all. Oh, yeah. Of course. Tom Paris as a character. Eh. But as a but, director? But Robert, but Robert Duncan McNeil is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Have you heard his podcast with uh, Garrett Wong? I have. I haven't listened to as much as I want to listen to it. Yeah, I've just um, heard episodes here and there. Yeah, I need to. I need to go back because they're doing the whole show. Yeah, I think they're in like the fourth or fifth season now. It's a fun idea. Fun will now commence. But I, I'm one of the good ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's basically what they're saying. <laughs> We're more open minded now. Sorry about all that. The Dutch are scum. What a fascinating idea to have parents like more liberal than you. I can't even conceive can't, of that. I can't conceive of that at all. Yeah. That was the character in... Um, what would we do, baby, without us? Tucker and Reed are following the scientists through that tight passage earlier. And I need a ringtone that says, I'm going to take my face pistol and shoot you in the ass. I need the clip of him <laughs> saying that as my ringtone. Yeah. As they're going, the dude is like, oh, oh my, I, I stashed more, a yeah. pencil case here. Yeah. I need that one. I need my pencils. Honestly, those are just crystals. They're like, these are so precious. I do love Florida Man and Reed being angry. Yeah. It makes me happy. I don't know why, but them being pissed off is like, hell yeah. It is pretty rad. Yeah. When they get to the open space, you know, the there's um, concussions going on, like some kind of something's happening with the everything shaking and poor milk toast. Oh, oh God. God, he's so sad. This poor guy. He's just trying poor to baby. not get crushed by yeah. falling rocks and shit. Right. He's just, it, it's a really good scene from him. He's just yeah. like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Reed says that it feels like weapons fire. Yeah, he's right. But also oh, it's absolutely. kind of like a uh, to a hammer. Everything looks like a nail. True. Kind of situation. But True. it does happen to be right. The Denobulans climb up the rock without any safety equipment or ropes. And honestly, like, no, that's <laughs> it's dumb. I mean, this whole like, I mean, I get. Yeah. Other species have different whatever. But ugh. Dude, this rock falling, yeah. as fake as it looks, that was scary as shit. Yes. The rock itself, I don't know, something about the way it moves, whatever, but somehow you get a sense of like the weight of it. Yes. A lot of the Firefly stuff looks like that, too. It's not yeah. the greatest CG ever, but it doesn't look like a shitty floating right. thing with no mass, with right. no weight to it. Mm-hmm. It actually made me worry for the Denobulans, and I was like, ooh, are they going to kill one of them off to make the others more scared? And But no, they didn't do that. TV like that didn't doesn't happen until recently. Yeah, the, this is pre-Game of Thrones. I would have loved if that happened to the guy that was like an asshole to them yes. when they first got down there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the other two were like, oh, oh shit. shit. 
Or maybe if it happened to the other guy that stopped and needed his pencil case with the yeah. crystals in it, because mm. then Trip would feel bad about it. He was like, I just Ooh. almost shot that guy. Right. And then got him through. See, and they, then he died. Like, that, that could have been a thing for, for Trip, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, the, that's the thing about this show is that they miss little cool things like that. You mm-hmm. know, like things that could give depth to the characters and and make the show feel a little more dangerous this era within trek definitely did that because voyager is also really bad about that when you're watching voyager you're like wait why but why didn't they oh well fuck it i think that's berman it has to be because he his whole thing about rejecting the serial Mm storyline it's like all that kind of character building just goes out the window do you realize what you've done which is why DS9 aged better than anything else. Exactly. I've only just begun. Back on the Enterprise, they see that somebody is shooting at the cave system for some reason. Why would somebody be shooting at the cave system? <laughs> Fuck these caves! Yeah. Fuck these caves Fuck in this particular! Specifically! And Ahab's like, we, have, we still have time! Kind of throwing a hissy fit at a fascist government. But it is where Ahab is in his element, telling other people how to run the societies and then threatening to kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's his wheelhouse. Can't you see what's happening to you? I hate the Denobulans climbing. That, Like, how are they bipeds and can do that? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I just, ugh. Anyway. The more you stick with a species on, mm-hmm. on Star Trek, yeah. the more, like, superpowers they add. I think that's what, like, the Vulcans, like, Spock has so many episodes Uh or whatever, and so it's like, and he can do a nerve pinch that knocks people out. Right. And he's basically psychic. Yeah. And he does a thing where whatever doesn't affect him. Why? Because of that green blood of his. Yep. yep. uh, Or the extra eyelid because of the Vulcan sun. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Anytime you spend more and more time around a, a species on one of these shows, they just have more superpowers. It's true. That's amazing. It must be a backup for his synaptic functions as well. Phlox comes in to Phlox Bay uh, because Hudak has asked to talk to him. And it's a good wrap up to the story. You know, they connect over the having children thing. And that's why he decides to accept the treatment. Tell you what, though, a hole has been blown in our theory about the chapped lips. Oh. Look at his lips. They look like shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's still all chapped even after days. He still hasn't ref- accepted treatment. Don't even want that evil Denobulan mm-hmm. lip balm. <laughs> the effort they play at getting milk toast up in up the cavern and everything is good, but it I really feel like it could be better. It kind of looked like it was played for comedy because he's holding the pencil cases and he's like, whoop, 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 like one of them falls out of his hands. I'm not sure if they meant for it to be funny, but it kind of looks like it. plays that way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know if they meant it or not, honestly. Do not laugh. Back on Enterprise, Hoshi is desperately trying to get in touch with them. And just when Ahab is about to fly down there himself, they call in. Better late than never. Mission accomplished. Speleothems. (laughs) 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 <laughs> there's my word of the day Spilios. i ripped off a little calendar and i thought it was spoliathems <laughs> turns out spoliathems strategery 
<laughs> yeah, they're flying. There's a little fighter ship. Yeah. It's, that's actually a pretty cool little design. It is. You only see it for a second. Mm-hmm. I like that design, though. That looks yeah. good. And Florida Man basically just says they wanted to give them a kick in the pants. Yeah. Get on out of here. Oh, God, this bothers me. Ahab comes into Sick Flocks Bay and he's like, I'm glad you didn't defy my orders. And I'm like, Ugh, that's so patriarchal. You have behaved yourself. Yeah. Good boy. Right. <laughs> so well weird. done, g- good and faithful servant. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so... This is this whole scene. Like, why do they have this whole long scene? It's, I don't know. It could be encapsulated in like two sentences, mm, but yeah. they'd really drag this out. Yeah, there's a couple of scenes in this episode that I think normally you would cut for time, mm. but they were running a little short. I think they were running short. Like yeah. some of the climbing stuff mm. goes on a little bit long. If you do this too short, it feels abrupt. Yes. If you do yeah. it too long, you're just like, why is this scene here? Yeah, the button is <laughs> still being sewed on. Uh-huh. It's still going. Eight hours later. He tells Hudak that the three geologists, the Nobulan geologists, are going to be on the same transport that they're on. And he's like, is that going to be a problem? And Hudak's like, I'm fine if they're okay. And he says, they're okay. It's like ding dong racism's dead. It's kind of one of those like hopeful things where maybe there can be some communication between species again. Yeah. Yeah. Then he gets on and they're like, back of the bus, asshole. (laughs) Fuck you. You can sit over there. Can't sit here. (laughs) Seat's taken. And then he goes at the next one. The next guy's like, seat's taken. (laughs) And it keeps on going. And then Jenny is sitting there and she's like, you can sit here if you want. And then he's in love with her for the rest of his life. (laughs) And then she comes back and she's like, I got AIDS. Here's a, your kid. Oh God, I, I hate that fucking movie. That's <laughs> dumb. As did you know there are sequels to that shit? And he They're goes not sequels in, to yes, Forrest Gump. Not no, not the movie. The oh. book. Oh, I didn't even know that there was a book. Yeah, it's a book. Oh, okay. And there are sequels. And in one of the sequels, uh, Forrest goes to space. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's another one called Forest Saves Christmas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might as well. Forest scared stupid. Uh huh. Er. <laughs> Forest goes to jail. Forest goes to jail. <laughs> God damn it. Forest okay, dumb he, and dumber. Here, here's why uh, Forest Gump sucks as a movie. Mm. It's just a movie for boomers to go. I remember that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. M- m- remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yep. That's it. That's, that's, that's what Forrest that Gump. movie is for. Yeah. Here's what's going to suck. In a few years, there's going to be like a Gen X version. Oh, no, there that. won't. But it, no, it, there it won't. won't be Forrest Gump, but like it'll be somebody just moving through those periods of history. Like, yeah. Um, somebody's in Seattle I, I in like 1990. See, and, we already had that though. That movie that, uh, and then and then he goes to Iraq uh, the first time, and then he, <laughs> I don't know, has to go back the second time. I just so there's gonna be some shitty Gen X Forrest Gump. <laughs> it's gonna suck. No, we already had a movie, and of we'll that. be old. We'll be like, and we'll be like, I remember that. 
I remember that. And then there's a whole like the whole like second act is like or third act is like just 9 11. Yeah. He's he's in New York yeah. during 9 11. Yep. And it's Forrest Gump's son. It's a sequel. <laughs> no, we already had the Gen X one, and that was Reality Bites. That was our movie. But that we don't didn't get like another. move through time. I know, but that was but Gen a X, snapshot Gen of like X, one moment in time. Nobody gives a fuck about Gen X. That's true. Nobody. Yeah. There might be a millennials one, but nobody gives a shit about Gen X. Oh yeah, there will be a millennials one because oh, yeah. by that point, everyone will have forgotten about yeah. Forrest Gump. That yep. like won't be a yeah. Nobody will yeah. be worried about that. Shit, I should write that. You should write that, and to support Anne writing that, patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff. Thanks, man. Give us as little as one dollar per month. Mm-hmm. It'll make you a better person. Fuck yeah! And well. everyone that you find attractive will then find you attractive. Mm-hmm. Patreon. A giant co- beanstalk will grow in your backyard. <laughs> and it will reach up into the clouds. The ghost of Gene Roddenberry will visit you <laughs> in the night. It'll be like. It'll be like a Christmas Carol, but like good. <laughs> Like Jacob, Mar- like he shows up like Jacob Marley instead of being like, "Don't be like me." He'd be like, "Hey, be more like me. Come up with cool shit, and um, uh, have orgies with Nichelle Nichols." <laughs> <laughs> blow all your money on blow so that you have to go uh-huh. to conventions and shit. Yep, and be like, eventually, be like, "Sorry, we didn't have any space gays." <laughs> <laughs> yep. They wouldn't let us. It was the 60s. You uh, understand. Uh, and after that, yeah. Rick Berman told me I couldn't. <laughs> Hudak's hair is really interesting. You only get to see the back of it in that one shot as he's getting on the transport because he was in bed the whole time. Look at that. Yeah. He's got all kind of little like Go knots forward and... just a second. It's really cool. Yeah. They put a lot of effort in mm-hmm. uh, for it to barely be there. Damn. Yeah. And on an episode where they had to do three more Denobulans. Right, right. And his face and makeup And his thing. face makeup and those other people that were, you know, minorly injured. That's so, true. There were a bunch of other aliens there mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Yep. Damn. All right, hair and makeup. Good job. <laughs> nice work, everyone. Sharp broadcast. Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle. I liked it. The last scene is Flox in Sick Bay writing a letter to his son. And it is honestly fucking devastating. Like, I was like, ow. Imagine you're, like, cool and, like, your kid becomes a Nazi. Like, that's fucking... Yeah, that's basically the, the story. Yeah, I don't have any kids, dark, but man. I can, can't even imagine if my one of my cats became a Nazi. <laughs> you know? Fucking walking around with little boots. Kitten mittens, but they're, like, kitten jack boots. They start raising their paw above their heads. <laughs> God. No one wants to adopt this cat because it looks like Hitler. And he even uses the word painful. Like this whole episode is just kind of painful. It's good, but it hurts. And there we go. That's it. That's the episode. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like this is an easy question, but did it trek? Did it feel like you had seen an episode in the tradition of Star Trek? Yes. Yeah. Totally. Very much so. Easily. Yeah. 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 This yeah. one. This one. Yeah. No problem with that. Mm. With this one. I'm sure they've done something very similar. I can't think of anything right now. But well, I, the the, vo- the Voyager episode. Oh yeah. With the yeah. Cardassian Mangala or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is that, but more so than just. Did they do something like this before? Oh, it's yeah. in the spirit of it. Oh, you know, my gosh. that's yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, trying to 
uh, broaden minds and and get rid of prejudices and, mm-hmm, and things like mm-hmm. that. That's that's classic Trek. That's absolutely absolutely right. So a hundred percent. So do you have a band name that you'd like to? Yeah. What was the one that came up with earlier? Um, sure. uh, I'm going to go with Mockish. Okay. Okay. I, I really like that a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. What about you? Did you come up with a band name? Baby Muscles. <laughs> <laughs> it's both cute and uncomfortable. Yeah. There's something uncomfortable yes. about it. It is definitely uncomfortable. Well, it's like seeing one of those guys that's like um, those kids that has like super muscles for weird some weird reason. What? I, I, like kids with super muscles? Yeah, there's this like a this thing? three... Uh, there's a, a kid that was... Um, I'm not I'm not Googling that. I don't want that in my Google search history. <laughs> well, it's like I'm he was like five years you. old or something and had been training and he was like ripped. What? It was like a ripped up kid. Like he had some kind of condition, I think, that it was like really easy for him to build muscle or something. There was some kind of... Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know the specifics, but... Wow. Oh, okay. I'm not going to Google muscular no, children. Don't do that. Uh, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Some, no, no, no. I'm not doing it. Non-Trek wreck. I started watching, speaking mm-hmm. of Bacula, mm-hmm. the new Quantum Leap. Oh? Yeah. I kind of like it. Okay. Yeah. I like the the main actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's good. I can't remember any of the actors' names, mm-hmm. uh, but has a couple of familiar faces. One being Ernie Hudson from cool. Ghostbusters. He's cool. like the boss or whatever nice. of the Quantum Leap project. So that's pretty cool. And the other person that someone may have seen before, it, especially uh, for our audience, is Desire from Sandman. Oh, okay. Remember cool. like the androgynous yeah, yeah. character, like Desire yeah. or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So that actor is in uh, Quantum Leap as well. It's like one of the technicians Neato. that's working on the project. <laughs> and yeah, it's pretty good. It still has some like NBC primetime mm-hmm. feel. I don't know how else to describe oh, that. I know exactly. CBS has a feel. Yeah, yeah. ABC kind of has a feel. It's like it's like they NBC all have the same lighting designers or something. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't know weird. what it is or just the way that it's, uh, I don't know, whatever. BBC There's something has sort of... sound guy problems. <laughs> like, that is so true. Something weird about BBC sound. It's very strange. Yeah. So the new Quantum Leap, um, it isn't blowing my mind. But right, right. I'm only a few episodes in and, I'm, and as a big fan of the original, mm-hmm. I think it's worth a watch. Okay. It's different enough and it's mm-hmm. not a reboot. It is a sequel. Oh. Yeah. Um, Are they looking for Sam? No, but oh. they know about Sam and they're trying to avoid uh, what happened to Sam. What did they say happened to Sam? They can't find Sam. He's still missing. But what I'm saying is like they said they don't want a, that to happen. Right. They to don't this want guy. the new guy to just be lost in time and space, which is what happened. Do they to Sam. know how Sam got lost in space? No, they do okay. not. Okay. They do not. They're just scared of it. Right. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Do you have a non-Trek recommendation? I'm going to go with Babylon 5. Some okay. of you may have watched it. Some of you may be scared of the uh, very cheap effects and very uh, low budget. I'm almost sure you have recommended this before, but we're, but oh. fuck it. We'll just go with it. Okay. I don't care. Yeah. Well, the reason I... I'm thinking of it is because um, there is a new animated movie coming out that is a sequel to the show. 
and has all the same voice actors and, oh, and cool. uh, Mira Furlon is dead, but oh, so okay. not her, but otherwise um, like Bruce Boxleitner and all the, you know, regular cast. So I'm very excited about it. And that's why I thought of that. It's free on Tubi and Roku. Oh, sick. I got Tubi. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it on there. It's yeah. got ads though, right? Like at um, random yeah, times. That's the thing with the ads on on the the free channels like that. Yeah, they'll just randomly do it. Yeah, like it'll it's be not a th- in an off, act break. Yeah, it'll be like off yeah. of the act break. Like yeah. something will go like dun dun dun, and then it fades to black because it's right. commercial time, and then it fades back in, and it's like dun dun dun, and then all of a sudden it starts playing <laughs> like, hey, buy some toothpaste. <laughs> right, You're like right. fuck, like yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or like a minute after that where you have completely forgotten about commercial. You're back in the story. Yep. Hey, uh, it's Toyota Thon. Shut up. The thing the thing that bothers me the most about the uh, free TV channels like that that have the ads is that you get the same goddamn ads five times in a fucking row. So by the end of just watching an episode, you're like tearing your hair out because they're like, oh, pregnancy test again. You know, this bitch still is pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) You may now give birth. Something came up um, from Star Trek Stripper. Am I right? Yes. So Star Trek Stripper um, is a friend I made on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is Star Trek Stripper, all one word. And she does this thing called Slut Trek at a, I'm assuming, a local place. And her and her friends get together and did like a whole Star Trek themed burlesque slash stripper show. Yeah. And it looked amazing. Awesome. From the pictures she posted and everything. Her handle is, like I said, Star Trek stripper, producer of Slut Trek, uh, and the only stripper that reads Star Trek novels at the bar. Love (laughs) her love her love her love her and she does very very funny memes based on this job that she does yeah so it's it's really it's really a cool instagram page i highly recommend her okay cool (laughs) i have never seen such a woman well i guess that's about it uh next episode is a thing and i will not be here for it so uh cogenitor Mm-hmm. is coming up and we put out a poll on our facebook group which if you are not a part of and you are still on facebook please join <laughs> star trek stuff podcast we put up a poll and we were like should we just skip cogenitor mm-hmm. and y'all were like no <laughs> yeah um I was outvoted. so <laughs> i'm going to skip cogenitor because subject matter wise we probably don't need a perspective from the people that fucked it up (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) audie will be here uh with you for that episode Mm -hmm. and i shan't i'll just handle the buttons and stuff cool live long and prosper you motherfuckers out there we'll see ya bye the nail that i'm staring